the whole system needs to be broken down and changed. Like we need to, like the people need to stand up and actually destroy this two-party system in Australia, take down the three levels of government and reconsolidate the whole constitution and foundation of how government is run in Australia. Good. <laughs> love this. I love this. This is excellent. <laughs> We're here. You have made it out of that. That uh, what, what would you call Melbourne right now? Deja vu. Deja vu. Deja vu. Yeah, yeah. It's just a bit of um, same, same sort of. Same lockdown, same rubbish, just a different, different time, different way how they're per perpetuating the the new narrative. But yeah, it's just a bit of deja vu. Everyone's just under a spell. So how? All right. So Anthony, where should we start at Melbourne itself, or should we start Australia versus the agenda? I think Melbourne itself. Um, I think it would be great to sort of narrate my perspective and just sort of the wider perspective on how this whole thing really started um, because just sort of by accident, I was at the forefront of it. Mm. Um, so I have a pretty pretty um, strong perspective on how this all started and how it's um, developed over the last, what, almost a year now. Yeah. So do you – okay, so Melbourne is a bit weird to me because I'm – Starting to feel, especially from the international hit on Patriots, I'm starting to feel that Melbourne is getting hit so hard because it's the most patriotic city in Australia. Where do you feel it started and why do you feel Melbourne is the place? Is it because it's getting all these cases or why is Melbourne the chosen city to have all these lockdowns and all these things happened and how did it all start for you? Well, just with regards to sort of the city, I only learned just the other week that um, Melbourne itself is sort of like the protest capital of Australia. The, um, it's, it's got a long lineage of having some of the most infamous and um, massive, impactful, socially impactful protests in the whole country. Um, so it's also, it's not only, or well, Melbourne was not only like the most livable city in the world, not only the sporting capital, but it was actually the protest capital. So hold, yeah. hold on, bro. Sydney's pretty livable, lad. Oh, oh, we got some good sports too, right? Sydney, Sydney is now the place to be. There's going to be we Exodus like no tomorrow. <laughs> I'm coming to Sydney, by the way. Yes. We've taken a Melbourneian. Oh, taken over. tens of thousands of them already. That's very Sign true. <laughs> <laughs> so what what was it what was the other night like so you, you th they announced that you guys are going into seven day lockdown yeah and so we'll we'll start there and then we'll work our way back what happened that night that night everyone went to flinders station yeah so we we had a poster already coordinated um 
we basically coordinated. So as soon as any lockdowns gets announced, we immediately have a protest in response to it. So the designated locations, Flinders Street Steps, 7 p.m., any announcement of any lockdown, we immediately respond. So a few days ago, we only had about a three-hour window, but the nature of a lockdown being announced is when people are at their most and like emotionally height yeah. and stress and yeah. they're most responsive. So we had, you know, 3,000 people, I would estimate two, 3,000 people. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of how we've set up our res- immediate response to um, a lockdown announcement. Yep. And there's a lot of people that have different um, perspectives on the effectiveness of protests. But I think like in the grand scheme of things, we have to just play the long game because there's, there is no short game in this. They've orchestrated something where they have the levers of power in, in all levels of government and all levels of tech. Um, what's the word? Techno- Technology? No, Technological? No, no, no. no. Te- technocracy. Technocracy. That's the word. Yeah, oh. yeah. I stumble over that word. But yeah, but um, they have they have the hands on all the levers of the big tech space and the government, all three levels of government. So we have to play the long game straight yeah. out. We we have to not think short, you know, how do we end this today, tomorrow, in the next few hours? We've got a long two, three years ahead of ourselves so so you reckon it's going to be two to three years before any of this slows down or is i agree with you that we should not let up because as you saw as soon as people start relaxing yeah. boom they they smash you with a random lockdown out of nowhere yeah. what do they call it a flash lockdown a snap lockdown snap yeah, lockdown yeah, so you three day snap <laughs> lockdown six day snap lockdown uh what was it a two day one in south australia before the pizza gate thing happened wait what <laughs> The whole pizza, the pizzeria one where the guy thought they, he reported that he was at the pizza shop, but then he wasn't at the pizza shop, I think it was. So we sort of called it Pizzagate. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was that. Um, but yeah, I, I've sort of been making fun of just the durations of all these lockdowns. Like it doesn't make sense. If it's a 14-day incubation period, why a four-day lockdown, seven-day lockdown, three-day lockdown? It doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. <laughs> you tell people true that doesn't make sense in the simplest way they're like nah you're a conspiracy theorist i'm like come on man uh, it doesn't, even that doesn't make sense so if such a small simple way to explain it doesn't get through to them just imagine if we tried to explain a pcr test to them just imagine we try to explain the whole you know deep state situation they'd be like what <laughs> what are y'all talking <laughs> you about to, man yeah. 100% yeah. so 2 to 3 years is what you reckon we're going to we're going to be on the long haul for yeah 100% i um so you'd never believe them when they said initially 14 days Hey, ask my mum. <laughs> ask my mum how I responded to this originally. I'll never forget it. I panic bought just like everybody else. Did ya? I know. Did you get heaps of toilet paper, lad? Nah, I bought lots of food. Did I ya? I up on the food. I actually didn't touch the toilet paper. I probably <laughs> bought about $250 worth of groceries. I actually called my mum. I'm like, I need you to bring another car so I could fill up your car <laughs> because I bought that much stuff. I couldn't actually put it in where I was what I was traveling with. Nuts. Yeah. I was I was on a carnivore diet before that. And yeah. then I thought I wouldn't get any meat. Like I was the same as you. I think everyone at the start had that mentality. They believed. You yeah. know what I mean? Because we don't wanna like we don't wanna believe that our governments 
big tech, like all the things that have authority, they're conspiring together to bring in something negative for us. No one wanted to believe that. So at the start, I think everyone did the panic buy. I was on a carnivore diet, so I was I thought I wouldn't be able to get meat. Yeah. So then I switched back and yeah, I should have stayed on that fucking diet really. Like I think I'm gluten intolerant, lad. I don't know. Yeah, well I don't know. Like I said, my my response was just like everybody else. So I panic bought I actually felt symptoms at the time. So I unfortunately actually got a test done thinking. Oh, you that, got a test yeah, done? Yeah, I got a test done. Bro, don't be shedding June. on me, lad. What are you <laughs> doing? Last year. Um, came, came back negative though, so it was all good. But yeah, I, um, I fell for the whole thing. And now I'm like at the forefront of the resistance of everything that I fell for. So I've gone all the way through the full whole- Full circle. Yeah, full circle basically on this whole pyramid scheme that they've created. <laughs> To that, you came back around and came back around with a, like, you've grabbed a large following <laughs> and came back around swinging. Yeah, oh, 100%. So, I, um, yeah, but tell me, what the Australia versus Agenda. Yeah. How did that start? So you went, you believed this, you went and panic bought, you <laughs> came out and you, you started- got your PCR test. You yeah. got your test <laughs> as well. And then you were like, actually, hold on a minute. What was that like? What was that moment? And then what was the triggering moment for you to go, you know what? Australia versus the agenda. We're yeah. doing it. Well- I sort of peaked at the point where I'm like, I got upset that no one else was sort of going to do anything about what's going on. Mm. Um, and it got to a point where I was observing certain people in the, in our freedom movement, yeah. um, talking and deliberating about doing anything, but no one actually sort of pulled the trigger on it. So I hijacked some of their, their ideas. The actual idea was the smiley face. Yes. Um, to come out. So I, I intentionally, unfortunately, apologize to everybody. And I <laughs> since have consolidated the those relationships, relationships with everyone. And now we're all great mates. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, if you guys aren't going to post this goddamn smiley face where everyone knows this is the day, the time that we're going to protest, I'll do it right now. So I captured it. I made a Facebook page. It was originally called 500,000 people to end the Victorian lockdown, which was our massive 100 plus day lockdown. Mm. I published that. Um, the original event actually hit, I think, about 47,000 people attending. Jeez. Past 10,000 attendees. I started getting phone calls from Channel 7, Channel 9, The Age, ABC. They all come out of the Everybody fucking woodwork. Everybody started DMing like, me. I yeah. Cassie Zervos inboxed me on Instagram. I actually did a Channel 7 special called um unmasked the uh the resistance which is uh, what yeah so i did like this full 20 about 20 minute special with denim hitchcock yeah so he does the seven seven news spotlight yeah um documentaries or um sort of like mini documentaries um i got in touch or they got in touch with me mm. and then i went in a full production mode um we sort of discussed how they were going to illustrate it and portray the um my story, but I was also intelligent enough to only give them enough where they couldn't manipulate or mince my words. Yes. But yeah, I, I went through the whole ringer from, you know, getting sucked into a, the scam 
or the uh, the pandemic. It's not a scam. It's a pandemic. Yes, please, it man. I keep getting taken down. You nah, can't say not it's a scam. A, it's this is a <laughs> this is a serious pandemic yes. in Australia. This is the COVID nine pandemic in Australia. Yes. So, I um I participated in the the series experimental of experimental testing, and then I started to question it, and now have formed a resistance against it. So you you started with the five hundred um, yep. thousand page. How did that transition? Was that was that your page to the five hundred thousand, yeah, so, or were you part of a? No, no, no. So um, some of the guys, including with the smiley face, had brought up the idea of calling it five hundred thousand people. That's how many. That's how many people that we need to really show a physical presence. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you know, the name and the, the actual physical response most of the time is different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was sort of just a name to sort of get people's attention. Yeah. So that was also something that I hijacked as well. I took the name, took the, the logo, <laughs> took everything basically. It wasn't my idea. <laughs> but then um, soon after that, I'm like, if I really want to make this something where it has longevity, I need to rebrand it because 500,000 people to end the Victorian lockdown. In my mind, I'm like, all right, eventually, God willingly, the lockdown will end. And then that name won't ever that won't that name won't have any sort of yeah. current representation. So I'm like, all right, I need to think of a, a new name, rebrand it, and that's when my sort of my business mind mm-hmm. took over. And I'm like, all right, everyone was talking about this is a, a an agenda against the people. Um, there were certain documents that were floating around calling it that an agenda. Yeah, and I'm like, well, Australians versus agenda. So. I looked up that name. It was available. All the domain names were available. All the social names were available. I'm like, all right, that's it. That's the that's the that's one. The brand. That's the name. Got in contact with my mate. He gave me um, some designs for a logo. We professionalized the brand, and you know, now it's just growing exponentially. It's 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 this awesome page, and you've gone over over 30k now in Instagram. Um, you've got thousands in your Telegram, probably heaps in your Facebook now. Hey, how many impressions are you getting at the minute? Um, on Instagram, we've just passed 1.3 million weekly impressions. So you're talking... Jeez! Like on, on my on my notes on my phone, I've actually got... I've consolidated all the social media platforms for every premiere, including and Prime Minister Scott Morrison. So Facebook and Instagram. Mm. And I've actually consolidated how many followers that I have against every single premier and prime minister. And I've passed about 60% of them already. What? So my goal now is actually to pass all of them. But unfortunately the big fish is Daniel Andrews. He's got what? 960,000 followers on his Facebook. Yeah. And you know, a couple of months ago he was getting hit by the media um, because he was what funding, I think $2,000 a day in advertising on, on Facebook. So a that's, day. Yeah. So that's why he was getting so many followers. Uh. It was pumping tax dollars behind his Facebook to grow his following. And on that, I actually, you know, I don't, I don't sort of consolidate the, um, the data every day. I do it maybe every two weeks. Yeah. But when I've updated Daniel Andrews following, his following is trending downwards every single time that I've re sort of like, Reevaluated the numbers. Yeah, I'm like, all right. So Gladys Berejiklian will go up a little bit. Um, Anastasia Palaszczuk will go up a little bit, but Daniel Andrews always seems to be trending down. So why was he so popular? Uh, well, how the how on earth did that guy get nine hundred thousand followers? I know, surely I'm sure taxpayers' money into marketing would yeah. have gotten a lot, but I don't think 
it would have made 900,000. I'm sure 400,000 uh, unique people that truly follow him. And that's a lot. How yeah. did he get so popular in Melbourne? Well, I think like I, I've always, I've, was I've he always been, popular? Oh, I didn't even know that he was the premier, honestly. <laughs> you asked me a year and a half ago, who's the premier of Victoria? I'll be like, who? I had no idea. Not only that, I was, I had no involvement in politics. I was going to ask that. So you didn't, you didn't involve in politics nah. at all before all of this. No, nah, I like, I, I used to work in Melbourne central. So, you know, I'd walk past the uh, state library and did always, always be a protest at state library steps. Mm. And I just walked past the protest. Like I'd never really understood what a protest was. Like, yeah. what are these people doing? Why are they making so much noise? Why are they in my way? I'm trying to walk through the CBD. Next minute, I'm coordinating and promoting <laughs> protests. I'm, I've been to two, yeah, I've been to two protests in three days. I'm flying across the country to attend protests. <laughs> it's insane how like, but there's a quote. There's actually a very famous quote. Um, it's it goes um, along the lines of if you don't get involved with politics, politics will get involved with you. Yeah, I so that. that's basically yeah. what's happened. So I ignored politics. I had no interest in it. I never even knew, like you asked me again, like who did I vote for in the last federal election? Who did I vote for in the last state election? I have no idea. I just go there, grab a snag and then go home. I show the lady my ID, she ticks me off. I go to the, um, <laughs> the, the barbecue, I ask for a sausage sizzle and then I go home. <laughs> Who do you I vote? Who did you vote for? I have no idea. But the sausage just, is great. The, <laughs> the sausage sizzles are the best. I'll give him a two dollar donation and then I'll be on my way home. But it's something about like in Australia, like every other country shit. But as soon as you step on Australia and you get a piece of bun, <laughs> a fucking sausage, <laughs> and some onions and tomato it. sauce. <laughs> it's the greatest yeah. thing ever. It's the best two dollar <laughs> investment you'll ever make. <laughs> So that leads like that leads us to your backstory then. If you weren't ever involved in politics and you've your you now have a I say your trajectory right now is gonna be a stronghold in at least Victorian definitely politics. What were you doing before that? So yeah, so I, I was working as a personal trainer. Um, I've been in the fitness space on and off for about seven years. Did you know Raf at nah, the fitness had, space? No, nah, I had no idea. I had no idea that he participated in it. The only guy that I actually knew actively was um, Thanos. I worked in the security industry um, ah. prior to being in the fitness industry. It's sort of like I started off in the fitness industry back in 2009. Yep. And then I pivoted into security. I worked about four years in the industry um at crown casino and at the time he was actually working at crown as well yeah um but he actually never really remembered who i was mm. when i identified myself to him he's like mm, maybe i have seen you but but yeah i um i crossed you identified yourself as a male or a pronoun as a pronoun yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i actually thought about putting pronouns on my instagram just to take the piss on everyone else i saw that yeah. they added pronouns yeah, yeah. it's yeah it's, oh. it's madness so you were both security or was yeah, he yeah both security yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. we sort of cross paths and in the security space you're bound to always cross paths with someone mm. that you um eventually meet or see down the road because you know, you're mingling with thousands of people, whether it be a bar or a club. So you're, you're almost bound to cross paths with someone. Is there a thing in security 
a little known thing around the security community that when it hits midnight, you just get the like youngest security guard or the one that's just come to the job to go and kick someone out. Is that a thing in Melbourne? Um, I've heard that in Sydney. It happens well, heaps. When I when I worked at uh, when I had begun my sort of my career or stint at Crown Casino, um, they threw me in the lion's den straight away. So all the all the managers, all the senior managers, assistant managers would be like, like I'll never forget it. So I was on level one. Um, sports bar was packed. I think this was during the World Cup. So there's literally thousands of people everywhere, um, and they just told me. You throw gotta, that old lady no, fuck no. into the river the biggest guy like the guy that was like a, like a ronnie coleman size jacked he's like anthony you go ask that guy to leave right now we've got your back but you go speak to him and tell him and six of his other bodybuilder mates to get out of the venue did they do something wrong or were they testing you both they were drunk and they were testing me to see if i was gonna get my head kicked in or not but some of the boys were like don't worry we got your back well if something happens Straight away, just take a step back. We'll step in and look after you straight away. Mm. But also they put the fear of God in me. They're like, hey, I want you to escort and, you know, ask six of these guys to leave right now because they're intoxicated Yeah, and you're the chosen one. So, oh my God, I'll <laughs> never forget that. But you know what? You know what the funny thing about that escort was? It was all peaceful. They saw me, they understood what the situation was and they're like, yep, just give us a few minutes. We'll finish our drinks and we'll go. I'm like, beautiful. Oh, so it was good, good encounter. Yeah, it was excellent. Man, I think, I think generally if you go up and like, there's this weird culture with security guard and people. It's yeah. like it, it, there's this weird standoff. I think if they just talk normally to each other, it's yeah. like, mate, I've been told uh, over there, I don't want to kick you out, but you know, you're intoxicated and we've been told, so I need it. Ask that's, you to leave. That's the that's the exact method that you're almost trained to do. You oh, really? Blame it on someone that doesn't exist. Yeah. So you'll approach the person, <laughs> approach the person, and be like, "It's not me. I want you to stay." But that person there that doesn't exist, that you'll never see your encounter, they want you to go. So. You, so you're not the one that's, you're actually trying to befriend yourself with them. Mm. Blame it on someone that they'll never see in this encounter. <laughs> so I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I want you to stay. You're cool, man. I, I love what you're doing. You're having a great time, but I'm sorry, man. He needs you to go. So that sounds like the retail method. Like, much, yeah. <laughs> Across We're the just board. Reverse engineering this whole system. But I yeah, love it, it. It works excellent. I love it. And so Thanos, what's up with him now? Do you speak to him anymore or Yeah, well it's it's difficult to sort of get a get a grasp of um his involvement with everything because he's sort of in the same space as myself, mm. um, dealing with the courts and dealing with bowel conditions and having to like as much as we hate it, sort of ad abide by the the guides that we've been given because there are some severe penalties. Like for yeah. myself, if I was to breach them, I could see myself in a in a cell until I have my hearing. And this hearing was supposed to happen almost a year ago. So the way that things are trending, it could be another year before this case goes to court. So can you break I, down the case? Well, I, we got arrested. We all got arrested for incitement. Um, basically the whole charge of incitement from my understanding, not legal advice is that if I was to incite someone, it would be for a serious offense. Like if I was to encourage you to commit a murder or commit a serious offense, mm. um, like an indictable offense, um, yeah. the idea of incitement with 
something that is a God-given right, a, a right that's protected by the Victorian Charter of Human Rights and Responsibilities. I think Victoria is the only state with its own charter. And, really? yet, and yet everything that we're doing is contradicting the, the only charter. state that has its own charter, you know? And then you've got the constitution, you've got, you know, everything that protects the foundation of freedom of assembly, freedom of expression, freedom of speech, it's all being contradicted. Yeah. All And Victoria, again, is the epicenter of the contradiction. Mm. It has become one overblown contradiction. And that's where the whole PSYOP comes in, the, the manipulation of words and the manipulation of, you know, pro versus anti, um, the, the manipulation of how things are defined by you know, all uh, the Oxford dictionary, how yeah. things are perpetuated in col pop culture. Everything's been manipulated to create division. But yeah, um, back with the whole sort of court case thing. Um, yeah, it's sort of just been a very long dragged out process. But uh, yeah, we're just working around it. I And again, I, I sort of pivoted my participation as an, as an individual yeah. to being like an actual media business yeah. and a digital business. So yep. they can't say it's Anthony that's mm -hmm. inciting people. It's actually Australians versus the agenda. It's a digital brand that's delivering news and informing people of certain events. Yeah. So this is where I've, you know, taken the, the way that they've tried to punish me and tried to use everything that all my actions previously against me. And yeah. I've turned it around against them. And I've been like, okay, if you're going to try to spin my actions in this way, I'm going to pivot and do it this way where I can't be blamed for certain things. And yeah, I think um, things are growing really well. And I'm just sort of at the, at the crossroads of figuring out how and which direction I'm going to take this now, because I've almost created this big burden of responsibility now. Yeah. I have so many people, like hundreds of people messaging me every day, asking me for advice, asking me how did certain things go. Um, um, just, just different stories, stories about th how people are responding personally, personal um, testimonials. And then, you know, now I've got whistleblowers from certain <laughs> yeah. organizations sending me information and intel. So it's, it's crazy how things have gone. Before we get to uh, your direction, where you want to take Australia versus the agenda, what are the lawyers saying at the minute? Um, the lawyers are pretty much just saying like everything. You're going to get, be, it'll be sweet. Like yeah, you're going to, they most don't part, think you're going to get indicted for it. I think the, the biggest problem that I'm going to encounter is whether they're going to actually like decide to punish people and set a precedent for people protesting or not, if they set the precedent that protesting is illegal and you're going to get this amount of dollar fines or you're going to get X amount of months in jail, then it's going to set a nasty precedent because there's actually documents from, I, I think it was Latrobe University. There was a chancellor from Latrobe University that said that our arrests, including myself, were the first political prisoners of Australia. They, really? They actually came out and said that our arrests in August... We were the first political prisoners of Australia. Nah, lad. I Come swear. on, bruv. Yeah, yeah. What about, uh, what's his, uh, not what's his name, Ned Kelly? I don't know. Come on, lad. I, I mean, come on. I've got a very There's heaps of elders that I could like. I reckon there's a few yeah. Aboriginals that will 
be like, nah, we were the first political yeah, prisoners. Yeah. Don't don't take my word for it. I just sort of read this article and I'm like, well, if they're calling me a political prisoner, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Spin it. Yeah, Spin it. It's exactly, a it's yeah. a like right now, it's to be a political prisoner right now is like the corruption isn't on the people. So we we see like where where things are at. Like the real Bro, the real crime is being done by these lockdowns. Like small businesses getting destroyed, people that have not, they've abided by the rules, they've followed everything, yep. they've always done right, they just wanted like a little fruit and veg shop for the community, which is the essence of community, and they're getting torn apart. And these lockdowns, especially these new Melbourne lockdowns, there's no catch net or there's no support for these small businesses because the um, job keeper's gone. Yeah, job keeper's gone. And then just, I think it was yesterday I uh, posted the clip. The uh, CEO of the Small Businesses um, Australia came out and said that there will, there will continue to be lockdowns until everyone's vaccinated. And that really hit everybody hard. So. Yeah, um, small businesses are suffering. Um, there's no plan to release a, a package. Um, but there was a quote that I saw a couple of months ago that literally says the best stimulus package is a job. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to stimulate <laughs> the economy, let people work. Yes. You let people work, create job uh, goods and services, let the economy actually just have its own natural evolution Everyone will be sweet. Things Bro, will be sweet. Why does that sound simple to us and not these <laughs> leaders? Oh my god! Like how? I wish, I wish I could explain that to you, but I swear, like, like I said earlier, the the simplest things that you try to explain to people, like the three day snap lockdown, but it's a fourteen day incubation period. If that doesn't make sense to someone, <laughs> then just imagine trying to educate the treasurer on how to do his job. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the I posted the clip of that um the health minister like trying to say call this hotline, but he didn't know the number to the hotline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I clipped like, that as well. So. What? Like, yeah, it makes no sense. Martin Foley, the um, yeah, that's the, his the, name. The picture of health, <laughs> you know, his six chins and his droopy eyes, and he's just sweating on camera all the time <laughs> profusely. He doesn't know what he's saying. He doesn't know what he's saying. Doesn't know what he's doing. He was saying that the vaccine was mutating. That's a quote. <laughs> Martin Foley said that the vaccine's mutating. I'm like, what is this guy on? Bruh, and that then, guy, that guy is the, the, yeah, he's the epitome of what health is not. <laughs> I actually gridded a 16 picture um, photo of all the close up snaps of all the health ministers. Oh, did you? Prime ministers and everyone shared it. I was like, this is, this is what health is represented like by all the politicians in Australia right now. And everyone was in the comments were just saying like all the vomit emojis. Like that was the response. Everyone's like, that is so good. Like, you look at um, Jeanette Young. Yes. She looks like she's, she's on a, like coming off a seven day meth, like a meth bender. Yeah. Like can. her hair's all fuzzy. <laughs> Um, she was actually at a press conference, I think maybe two months ago and I clipped it. It was like a three second clip, but she goes, I'm actually not into fitness or not into health. I'm like, you're the bloody health. You're like supposed to represent health 
in Queensland, you've got so many people that look for you for information and you're out there in a press conference in front of all of your constituents saying, oh, I'm not actually into health. What is that? I don't, bro, bro. How, what is giving us Maccas and donuts <laughs> to fucking get vaccinated? Like, And then I love how the um, people that are against it are like, yeah, you get free gym membership if you like say a thing that you will not get the vaccine. Yeah. I love that. So it's like, what re- what side is health really on? Well, that's what bothered me this whole time, the last year of- Yeah, especially of from your personal training, I'm working man. as a PT. Yeah. I'm thinking, come on guys, encourage healthy lifestyles. Talk about the benefits of getting vitamin D, going to the gym, exercising, going for a walk. You, may, you know how many times someone's mentioned any of that? During the last year and a bit now, not once, not once. Not once. It's scary. This is a health crisis and you're not going to give anybody any health advice <laughs> that's actually functional. Stay inside, close all the doors, don't go to the sun, yeah. don't go to the sun. Yeah, <laughs> definitely don't, don't go, go to the sun. <laughs> like, <laughs> so where do you see... Australia versus the agenda going. So you believe this is going to be around two to three years that we're going to be fighting this whole thing? Yeah, I think that's like the short term duration. I think two, three years is minimum, unfortunately. Mm. Um, And it really like it really sits on whether people actually feel the pain of what's going on. Yeah. I think still at the moment, people are comfortable. Um, there's a lot of people, even over the last couple of days, I've seen in my comment section saying, it's only seven days, stop protesting, stop complaining about it. I just put a post earlier this like this morning saying, you guys are saying it's only seven days, get over it. It's been 435 days. Jeez. <laughs> you know, clap back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was 14 days to flatten curve. It's a seven-day snap lockdown, but it's been 435 days. Riddle me that, please. That's where psychology, that's that's the parts that piss me off. The the psychological like warfare of this whole thing. It's like people people actually believe, oh, it's only seven days. Yeah. Like, mate, we've been in here for a while. Where have you been? Yeah. You know what I mean? A year and a half of your life is gone. Yeah. And you try to explain that to them, they'll be like, no, it's not gone. I got some payments from JobKeeper, JobSeeker. I got to sit at home and relax and play Xbox. I got to hang out with my friends. All short term. Yeah, all short term luxuries. But, yeah. you know, you think about, you know, the next five, 10 years, how people are going to develop mentally, psychologically, emotionally, their relationships, how they're affected. Everything is going to be different now. Like there mm. is no new normal and there's no going back to what was normal. And to be honest, I actually can't remember if you were to ask me what normal felt like a year and a half ago for myself. I can't actually revert back to that anymore Mm. in my head. That Mm. doesn't exist anymore. And it's painful to think that because we want to go back to that. We're fighting as a resistance to get back to that. Mm. And yet I actually can't consolidate what that felt like in my head anymore because this has been such a big thing that's impacted my own personal life. Yeah, you've done a complete switch from not being in politics to now having such a strong 
following and a strong base and they they like they rely on you for for updates to to tell them the truth to tell them what's going on and they're emotionally invested in Australia versus the agenda so like if your page was to get taken down i feel a lot of people would be extremely sad about it and they like you're giving them you're you're giving them that that time back. You, they don't like you watch the entire press conference to condense it to people, and people extremely appreciate that. Are you doing anything to mitigate you not being taken down? And where do you see the content driven? Yeah. Once again. Yeah. So um, a lot lots of feedback that I receive is definitely people saying to me. Thank you. Um, I actually don't watch mainstream media, not even before this, but because of this, mm. I actually just go to your Facebook page or go to your Instagram page and I just get my five-minute dose of what's going on because I've consolidated the most important parts of it yeah. and then they don't need to watch an hour or two-hour press conference. You know, the marathon yeah. that Daniel Andrews did last year, he did, what, 120-plus press conferences, I think. And those Fuck. went for approximately an hour and a half each. Um, That's a lot of hours. People, people were suffering mentally just watching that. But yeah. that became like the daily thing. Like that became church. Yeah. Almost. Every day you had to watch this guy stand in front of that purple backdrop and see how he was going to destroy your life. Yeah. But um, now I, even I've sort of created my own sort of um, fast track method. So I'll watch maybe, an, let's say an hour Victorian press conference from like the last few days, right? Yep. I'll skip to James Molino um, and Martin Foley yep. and I'll ignore all the other people. So, yep. because I know Martin Foley is destined to say something stupid. <laughs> so I'll wait for him to say it. I'll go back, I'll screen record it, I'll clip it, and sorry, and then I'll post it. And then I'll be like, all right, cool. And then I'll go to James Melino, and he's very quickly become an enemy of the state, just yeah. like Daniel Andrews was. I think- well, Did you, That like, shirt that he was wearing? Yeah, the Biden-Obama. Biden-Obama shirt? Oh, 100%. Getting vaccinated with that shirt on? That, if that wasn't coordinated, I don't know what to tell you. Bruh, that was weird. That was weird unreal but yeah like i'll go through an hour press conference and i'll find where the two or three main clowns of these press conferences will st will be in front of the camera mm -hmm. and i'll be like all right you're gonna say something stupid i'm gonna listen to what you have to say and then i'll consolidate that content i'll hopefully clip it within a 20 30 second clip yeah and then i'll publish it i'll usually um caption it with either the direct quote yeah um or i'll put a bit of my own sort of interpretation of what they've said but um in which i of, like it's like your captions resonate with a lot of people too yeah um i so, think i think the thing that really has helped sort of accelerate the growth of our pages is the fact that people have actually reciprocated and, and responded to my perspective on things yeah. very well and it's it's such a an honor to be able to have a perspective that resonates with so many people because my perspective is just so general. Like I don't overemphasize anything. I don't sort of dramatize or um, manipulate how I feel to 
you know, engage people or yeah. try to get a reaction out of people. Yeah. I just consolidate my immediate thoughts at the exact time, at like at that time. So you were asking me earlier, do you, yeah. do you have a schedule or do you post live? I just post live. So that is blows my mind. I don't know if like, if you're a content creator out there, you understand like a lot of these schedulers and that it, they've started paying an arm and a leg especially during this whole covid thing so then you can schedule your posts you know 5 a.m 6 a.m like 10 a.m so then you know you got time to create the content and schedule it out when you told me you do it live (laughs) and you do about what 10 posts a day like minimum around there yeah so there'll be days like today with a protest day there'll probably be about 20 slides coming out of today but then there'll be days where the media and the news is pretty dry. So say pre-lockdown, like this snap lockdown, mm. everything in Melbourne went for about three months, pretty chill. Everything was, you know, normal. You know, people going to the football, people were just going out, mingling. Like you didn't even know there was a pandemic. Mm. Um, so the news days weren't as vibrant. So the average would dip down, be maybe two or three posts for that day. But then the overall weekly average would probably be about nine to 10 posts. But yeah, I literally just post um, immediately. I'll post live and I'll also consolidate my um, like my first thoughts on it. Um, and yeah, I, it's such an honor to know that my perspective on the breaking news res- like reciprocates and yeah. resonates with so many people. And I, I love it. And now I'm just sort of trying to think of what's the next move with um with the growth of the pages and the growth of the brand. Um, and where do you where do you where are you thinking of taking it? Say like it's hard because you in it's in a situation right now where like you could get taken down at any time, so you got to mitigate that situation. Like I'm. Me, I, I got two strikes for having conversations with people yeah. on fucking YouTube and yeah. now I'm 14 day banned there and I got obviously my, well not obviously, people might not know, the 47 year ban on Facebook, <laughs> like which is ridiculous, Unreal. blows my mind. So you, there is that risk of getting taken down. But well, if you do get taken down, have it one, have you mitigated that now? Yeah. You've got the telegram. Well, the way to mitigate it for me is yeah. to just basically like so we were talking about Gary V earlier and there's a there's a thing where he was mentioning or discussing curating content versus yes. creating content. Yes. So I think I do both pretty well. I curate, so I consolidate mainstream news as yes. as well as I can. And then I know that that won't get touched because it's published by mainstream. So if I'm curating mainstream media, then I can't be seen as violating any terms or conditions because it's published by mainstream. So their own fact checkers will not flag their own content because if they flag their own content, then I would be flagged for it as well. And they would never do that. So that's, that's my mitigation strategy. Mm. So because I'm curating mainstream content, mm. I avoid any strikes. But then when I consolidate my own content and publish my own real curated content, that's when things get a bit tricky because yeah. you never know whether the way that you portray your perspective on things might be seen as a violation or not. Mm. And that's where things get a bit tricky. So you sort of have to... Take that's where I take a step back and I'm like, is that going to get taken down or is that going to be flagged as misinformation? And that's where I have to sort of be really careful 
with um with not getting sent uh not getting deleted on the pages yeah yeah. it's amazing what you've created in in such a short amount of time and the your followers as i said you give them back time they don't have to sit there go through a whole press conference and your your thoughts obviously resonate with with their ideologies and their ideas um actually Talking about ideology, what what do you have a now that you've moved in a little bit more political? Do you have any political leanings or anything like that? Has anything shifted you a certain way or anything like that? Um, from my perspective, and I think it's almost a um, sort of like a unanimous perspective at this point um, with the movement and the people that I speak to on a daily. Almost um, the whole system needs to be broken down and changed like we need to like the people need to stand up and actually destroy this two-party system in australia take down the three levels of government and reconsolidate the whole constitution and foundation of how government is run in australia um and that's a big statement that's a loaded (laughs) statement like that's basically like (laughs) destroying and wiping away the whole history of australia and then like sticking a new flag into the country and being like, yep, like 2021, <laughs> we're starting fresh and it's run by the resistance. And I, and I, and I love how like you smash that on my content. I'm going to fucking get smashed now. No, nah, I love it. This is, this is what we do. Fucking we'll figure out a way. Five, eight TV, <laughs> five, eight dot TV coming soon. We're almost there. They're taking us out from the other platforms. We'll create our own. Fuck it. What do you see us uh, in a, in, where do you see yourself after this whole thing is over? Two, let's say, let's say you're right. Let's say two to three years time. And let's say they weren't able to get through with this green passport and yeah. they weren't able to get this experiment all the way through. Where do you see Australia versus the agenda and yourself then at the, at the, over the hill? Yeah. So, this is going to be something that I haven't said to anybody and it's probably going to upset a lot of people, especially coming from someone that has such a big audience. Yeah. I don't see this turning out well for us. I see this actually being like, I see their plan coming all the way to the finish line and them accomplishing exactly everything that they want to achieve. I see them achieving everything, unfortunately. (sighs) what yeah so i feel like as one of the people that are at the forefront of this resistance Mm. i see at the end of the two three ten year journey them actually fulfilling everything unfortunately and that is devastating news and i i like i have days where i'm on my phone and i'm like this is stressful news to think about like i i look at and i try to deliver as much positive content and perspectives to people but i feel like the indoctrination is so strong that even sometimes i feel like giving up and mm. we, like, we all have these days where yeah you know we're on a podcast we, we're at protests we're all feeling great vibes but then when we're at home and we're in our own space and you know we're just in our own thoughts and we're just in our own solitude there are moments where i'm just like man this is just gonna turn out so bad and I have to sort of think about my own exit strategy now. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I love to help and inspire and deliver 
content and um, my perspective on things. I also have moments where I'm like in my own fight or flight mode where I'm like, do I continue to do this or do I go survival mode and do I start to rearrange my life in a way where I'm going to be in the best position if things mm. go down, you know, shit creek without a yeah. paddle. So it's unfortunate, but I hope with that message coming from me, um, people will understand the real serious nature of what's going on because, you know, if I'm at the forefront, I've understood and consolidated everything of what's going to happen and what's happened over the last year and I don't have a good perspective on an outlook on it, then just imagine people that are hearing this from me now. They're going to be like, oh, no. Because they look doing? for you yeah. to inspiration, like, what are you doing? bro. What are you, yeah. doing, what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I've just, just, just lost 30,000 people on Instagram. Bro, what, what are My you? My following is going to go all the way down to zero. What? I, I think I'm if sorry, anything, guys. though, I, that, that just shows, like, you're human and everyone's affected by this and you're not some crazy conspiracy theory yeah. like person. Yeah. Like, this is having an impact on you when you're at the forefront and you're having to drive this and, like, bring all this information out and it's tiring and it's, it is. it's exhausting yeah. mentally it is and then having to go exhausting. through all the psychological fight, mm. it's it's overwhelming for anyone that's yeah. that's the thing that a lot of people miss everyone that is a content creator like us we have to cipher through like things people send us things and we're looking at things ourselves and yeah. we're looking at things at a deep deep level yeah so like that's the thing that gets missed. Like when we're there creating content on our own and we're seeing all of these things that obviously, like, as you said, you weren't in politics before. So this is smashing your psyche. Like yeah, you weren't 100%. in it before at <laughs> all. And now it's like every single angle. So I, I, I can sympathize definitely with that sediment where sometimes you just, you're sitting there at home and you're like, fuck, I wish I could just breathe. But yeah. there's people now that rely on you for that content. And I have a different outlook. I believe strongly that people always win in history. Yeah. In history, we have always won. And if history repeats itself, we're going to win again. I believe people are now starting to look at themselves, understand their body, understand nutrition, understand products that aren't good for them, understand that someone that looks like you, like, for example, in Sydney, we have a lot of S-shapes, right? In <laughs> Melbourne, you probably have some too, right? Yeah, there's a few of them around. Just a yeah, few. Just a few, yeah. <laughs> So, for example, S-shapes, it's like when you when you look at another person dressing like you, before yeah. it was like a standoff situation. Now, I'm um, like hearing from friends, it's like you see another person that's like wearing similar things that you, it's like- Yeah, we're both wearing denim. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have lived experience together. It's not like out of everyone in the world those are the people that will most likely have similar mentalities to you yep. so th there's more community being built and uh, even though they're trying to like take away community i think people will naturally 
move towards nature as much as it like wants to be taken away from them as much as all these movies everything gets sent to us like for all we know we're in a fucking simulation and we're already in the technology right that's 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 a theory out there so to me i just still hold on to the understanding that we have always won before and we'll do it again but i understand where you're coming from and i understand how impactful it is coming from you and i hope they get the message that they shouldn't let down and it is more serious than what people even see it right now yeah 100% like i i see it for exactly how it's going to play out mm. and I, I try not to over dramatize everything i try to keep everything like not i don't sensationalize everything like the media does mm. i just sort of cut, try to keep everything as grounded and as normal as possible so people actually resonate with it but yeah i think the just the seriousness of what's actually being cooperated against humanity yeah. right now is not fully understand understood by people so that's that's the battle i think like to sort of round everything off the battle is is to get people to understand the actual serious nature of what is being perpetuated against humanity people would never like we don't we don't really have a strong understanding of history with crimes against humanity like right now we're actually experiencing the biggest crime against humanity but unfortunately when you say crimes against humanity people are like well i'm alive so what's What's wrong with humanity? Yeah. I'm good. I've, my pulse is good. I've got, you know, a roof over my head. I've got friends and family. What's the crime? Yeah. Meanwhile, we're out protesting and one of the chances like no more lockdowns, but you're in a state that is not experiencing a lockdown. Yeah. And then you're saying we want our freedoms back, but you have the freedoms. people are general. Their general understanding is that you're free, yeah. but people don't actually see what depression is for what it's actually worth in the way that they're perpetuating it against us yeah that's that's where the psychological warfare comes into it but that's just a whole another story but yeah that's the story that i'm heavily in how long do we have i know you got a flight getting here uh to leave but how long do we have it's five now yeah really what time's the flight what is the time now? I think we should probably call it there. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll um, talk we'll about do the psychological warfare aspect of it maybe another time. A hundred percent. Part two is coming. We usually do have digital streets now, but before you got to go, he's a busy man, guys. My guy's a no. busy man. All right. So it's a pleasure having you on, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Tell them where they can find you and uh, anything else that we didn't cover, but we'll have another one in the future, 100%, and break down things even further. Um, But yeah, so you. Yeah, just Australians vs. the Agenda, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm actually really enjoying Twitter. It's um, it's a cesspool, 100%. It's a cesspool. (laughs) It's disgusting. But um, Twitter is actually great. You you engage a, a lot with the lefties and the Dan Andrews fans, and it's more live than anything. Yeah, it's um it's a weird space, but I've really enjoyed it lately. But yeah, Australians versus the Agenda on all platforms, literally every single platform that you can think about. Literally, just type Australians versus the Agenda, bang, you'll find us. Beautiful, pleasure, my brother. Thank you. We will. 
be back another time. Guys, stay safe. We stand with Melbourne through this whole lockdown. And now it's Melbourne and Sydney fucking coming together, bruh. That's it. Yeah, my G. See you guys next time. Ciao.